0: So I just wanted to say a huge hello and welcome. Chris, you need to come in. Chris is going to join me right here. Oh, there he is. Hey, Chris. He's he's speaking as well. (laughs) So I just wanted to welcome you. This is such, wow, my heart is about to burst, seeing all of you amazing, um, wonderful people here. And uh, I'm so thankful that you'll be sharing um, tonight, um, anne here. I know that Kevin and Naluka, okay, Amory, I'm just going to let you kind of just quickly share just some, some high level things that people need to know. And then we're going to have a prayer, but, uh, this is the official launch of the book. I have the first copy actually in hand right here. Oh, my balloons are all over. I might have to just hold on. I might have to just do a little quick. This might be easier. Sorry, everybody. Okay, (laughs) here's the book. I have it in hand, which is really exciting. And if you don't know, this is my husband, Chris, sounding board and uh, yeah. So anyway, this is Anne-Marie, everybody, who is hosting Hello. And uh, Anne-Marie, take it away. You can give us some insight and then we'll have a prayer time.
1: It was really important to Melinda that we start tonight with a word of prayer. And it's led by someone without whom we might not be here tonight. Before See, Here Love even had a name, Melinda had an idea. An idea for a show that didn't exist, but she knew that it should exist. So she wrote down that idea on a piece of paper like this, and she walked over to Peter Marshall with just an idea and a piece of paper. And because he believed in her calling and in her giftings and in her commitment, he was the first organizational sponsor to support See, Here Love. And so Peter Marshall, we would love for you to start us off in prayer tonight. And don't forget to unmute. Mm -hmm.
2: Oh, this is super exciting! I'm so glad to see everyone tonight. I just have to keep scrolling through to see <laughs> it, to see everyone's faces, and it's awesome that you're a part of something special, Mel. Um, we are so proud of you. And uh, I'm looking at this goal of 200 books. Like, I, I think, yeah, we're we're going to go to God right now and pray for just exceedingly abundantly things to happen through this. So, just um, just join me in prayer, everyone. God, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you, God, for these words that are written down in this book. And we pray, Lord, for it to go coast to coast. We pray for it to go globally, Lord. And we know that the impact this show has had has now come into a book is going to impact more people's lives. And so, Lord, we just we just anoint this through your words that have been spoken through the book, through the stories, the testimonies, the contributors that have dedicated um, to writing this amazing content in this book. Lord, we just pray that it's going to touch people's lives. It's going gonna, it's gonna to transform people's lives that are so hungry and so needing hope right now. God, they would see you through these words. They would hear your voice and your love would be known to those who pick it up and read it. So God, we just pray for your anointing. Just pray, God, that it would just just spread all across this world. They would have to go back and reprint more books, God, um, because of the demand. And so we are so thankful, God, to be here. We give this thing to you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
1: Oh, that's wonderful! Thank you, Peter. All right, it's the time of the evening that I have most been looking forward to. Melinda has agreed to relinquish control for a few minutes and allow me to interview her. Now, anybody who is a broadcaster or an interviewer knows how tricky it is to not only be interviewed by somebody else in the same profession, but we're also friends, which makes it even trickier. So, I'm not going to ask you about COVID deadlines, and I'm not going to ask you about supply delays. I'm just going to ask you about your book.
0: Amory, um, oh, before you do, you know that I knew it. I know I have uh, <laughs> and language I control in like one minute language control it's so hard um <laughs> you know emory did such a great job uh, of thanking everybody but i just uh, i don't want to get emotional yet you know i but just to see uh the amazing people and friends i mean these are people who have prayed for me this is part of my women's prayer team my small group my journey girls my pink hats my my best friends, my family, um, my colleagues, huge supporters and donors. I mean, it's overwhelming. This is, I say this, this is not my doing. This is like all of your doings. This this has happened, this book, this show is because of all of you. And so I'm, I'm just thrilled that you're all here. Thank you so much. But I just want to do two special really quick thank yous if I can. It's just, my mom and dad are here. And if you know my story, you know that I was adopted by these wonderful people, Paul and Diane Esterbrooks, and I wouldn't really be here at all if it wasn't for them. So mom and dad, I'm so grateful for you. I absolutely love you and adore you. And I'm so thankful for the decisions you made. And part of your decision of adopting me has sort of been imprinted on me that choices matter, that decisions Mm -hmm. matter, that courage matters, that risk matters. And following God's call to be missionaries in the Philippines matters because it matters to me. And that's why I'm here. So I just had to say that because I'm here because of you. And also to my birth mother, Dory, who uh, gave me up for adoption. I'm so grateful. So I needed to say that. And I'm also so grateful and thankful for my husband, Chris. Uh, many of you do or don't know this, but every show gets vetted through him. Every word, every theology, every thought. I go and vet with Chris to say, does this work? Does it is this sound? Is it inclusive language? Is it respectful? Is it in in line with the heart of God? And so, babe, I'm so thankful for you and for our family. And again, just thankful for all of you today. That's it, Amory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that
1: was worth waiting for. That was really beautiful, Mel. Thank you. So, does that mean all of us get a share in the profits? Just kidding. <laughs> If I could do no, I would, but yes. Yeah.
0: Well, no, no, wait. Not at all. I, I am so, about
1: that. <laughs> I think I speak for everybody when I say that we are all so proud of you. It has been our absolute honor and privilege to support you. Uh, Mel, we may, we may do the prayers and cheer you on and answer the calls, but really, my friend, you do the work and you really, like the work, like the Rihanna way, W-E-R-K. You do the work and we see it all the time. And uh, we couldn't be more proud. And we're happy to celebrate with you tonight. So on that note, let's get to the interview. First all right. of all, I'm going to temperature check you. Like the thing with the COVID temperature.
0: Uh, how are you? How do you feel? Oh, that's a really good question. I wasn't expecting it. I feel really good. I was actually nervous. Um, I think this sort of, it's like birthing, you know, a new idea, birthing a baby, birthing. And so I was like freaking out. I was screaming. I was crying. I was in a fetal position. Just ask Chris. I had all the emotions, Amory. It's going to be it's been a day, he just said. It's been a day. But I would say I'm really feeling like a, an 11. I'm feeling so, so excited that this has finally come to fruition, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm thrilled. Oh, we're so excited for you. Um, I wanted to ask you about the title, Always Know,
1: because, uh, you know, we're taught as Christians that, you know, we're, we're always supposed to know that we're loved by God. So God, for God to love the world, we all know the scripture, right? So why? Tell me about the story of why you, you felt like you needed to put that principle into a book and the intention behind it
0: so always know came out of emory 25 years of speaking across canada and the world to women's groups universities high school <laughs> um rich speak yes. even like men's groups i've been speaking for a long long time and what i found is that after i spoke after i shared my story or after i spoke about a certain theme i would come up the platform or i'd kind of like go into the mess hall of the camp and students and women and men and all ages and stages um, of life for people would come up to me. And the three things they would say, honestly, would be, first of all, I'm not seen. I don't feel seen by my spouse or my kids. I don't, spe- I'm, I don't feel seen by my church. I feel looked over. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not successful. It feels like I don't matter that I am not seen by people. people do not see me. And some people have said, and if I even died today, I don't think anybody would care. And the second thing I would hear is I don't feel heard. Like my story doesn't seem to matter. Nobody wants my voice at the table. Uh, My thoughts aren't aren't encouraged or they are frowned upon. Uh, I am not heard. And then it was loved. And especially for young people, there was just a sense, Maria, of that so many people didn't feel loved. They didn't feel loved within community and their neighborhood and their family. They didn't feel loved uh, by their spouse or their friends. And not even that, it was like, they didn't even love themselves. And Mm -hmm. so what came of this is I was thinking about launching this show and and the book made sense was the always know had to be there before you were seen, heard, and loved. Because you need to always know the truth. The truth needs to be spoken and shared that you always know, always know deep within your soul and your heart you're seen, heard, and loved by God. And, and my hope was not just by God, but I was also, when I would share, when I would speak, was that, hey, community, hey, people, we need to see people more. We need to hear people more. We need to love people more. The reason why there's so many issues in the world is that, that we're not loving. We're not loving like Jesus. We're not loving in the way that people desperately need. So that's really long and short of it. That's how it came about this. Always know you're seen, heard, and loved by God. Um, How challenging was it to narrow it down to just 50 voices? (laughs) You mean 50 contributors? Yeah. Um, Really difficult. I mean, these are the best of the best, I would say. Um, There's a lot of other contributors, but for this one, Emory was really important because there's seven themes of the book. And um, all of these people who contributed have all been guests or special bloggers for the themes. And these, again, just like Seen, Heard, and Loved, these themes were really important to me that you are loved and valued by God, that you need to live an open handed life, that you need to overcome shame and find freedom, that you need to choose joy and hope, that you need to be brave, that you need to love your neighbor, that you need to lead well. And these kept, again, sort of coming up over and over and over again, uh, that people were saying we need the skills and resources and the hope that is found in Jesus in these um in these themes and so these 50 and not only were incredible guests on see Here Loves since season one since we started in 2017 but they were great writers and really authentic writers because when you read these stories in the book you'll read some really honest honest feelings and stories which i'm so proud of. i'm so proud of
2: Hey, it's Chris, friend of See Here Love with Melinda. Sorry to interrupt this conversation, but I just had to let you know that the only way that See Here Love gets to produce fun and authentic conversations like this one is through your financial donations. So go to SeeHearLove.com and click on the big donate button. Thanks for your support. Let's get back to the show.
1: Um, I really loved what you said off the top when you were thanking uh, both Dory uh, and your mom and dad, Paul and Diane. Uh, about choices, that choices matter. And you made some really intentional choices in this book about themes and about what you wanted to say to people and that it was other people
0: saying that. Why was that important to you? It wasn't just you. That I wasn't speaking. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. Here's the thing. I've said, especially this season six, Emery, that this, this season is about listening, learning, leaning in and amplifying diverse voices across Canada. That is my hope. That was the, basically the foundation of this season, especially when we're in a pandemic and we are seeing so much unrest and so much, you know, honestly, uh, you know, racism and inequality coming up. And it was time, like I really felt like this show myself as a host had to make a stand and say, we are going to do this. We are going to listen and not speak, which is hard, but listen. Mm-hmm. Lean in. We're going to learn, and we're going to amplify diverse voices. So it was really important that this book represents diversity mm-hmm. of ethnicity and age and experience. It's coast to coast to coast across Canada, um, so from you know New Brunswick to B.C. And it was really important that if I was going to say that this was what the show is about this season, this is what the show is about. See her love. Then the book had to reflect the heart of see her love that we would give voices and give people an opportunity to have a platform to share their story. Here's the thing. When we share our story, we know that we're not alone. When we Mm -hmm. share our story, we know that we're not the only ones dealing with that, but other people are. And that's the power of story. Okay. Last question. Um, (laughs) There are a lot of Christian
1: devotional books out there. I feel like my mom buys one every six months for me. So, uh, and no dig to my mom. I appreciate it. But there are a lot. So when I go into a bookstore, or I'm online. Uh, or I go to the website, like why why buy your book? Why should I why should I have a copy of Always Love? What makes it different? I or Always start.
0: Know. I love this question. Here's the thing. I don't know any other book that has a devotional slash story slash blog connected to an episode of a show on YouTube, on video streaming, on a podcast, on a radio show, and on national TV. If you can tell me, let me know. But every <laughs> single Every single devotional slash story in this book, fifty, all have an episode number in the book, like in in their chapter, that you can connect to each person and watch them on the show. What I found about these blogs, Marie, is that a lot of times these amazing guests would come on. They had so much to say, but we only had twenty nine minutes and fifty seconds uh, to do a show. And after the show, most guests would say, "Shoot." I forgot to say that really important thing or shoot, mm-hmm. I had some profound wise nugget of truth. And I totally forgot to say it on the show. And then it was like, well, why don't you write a blog? Why don't you continue the conversation in written form? And so the book is really unique because every, every blog has an episode connected. So you can continue the conversation. Cool. And I think also, again, 49 Canadian voices, one American, diverse, and after every blog, there is a takeaway and reflection. You know me and you know the show. That yeah, is so you. Good <laughs> to me. Take what's a the takeaway? Pause. Yeah, take a pause, reflect, and then let's do a takeaway. Like after every show, there's always a takeaway. Because I don't want people to just listen and take it all in and do nothing. No more of that. There is a takeaway. There's an action point for you to change the world, to change yourself, and to know Jesus even deeper and, and more, what's the word, more... More fuller. Thank you.
1: <laughs> that was great, Melinda. Thank you so much. That was so great. Um, I'm gonna just ask everybody to, and it's on the call. Can you just unmute for a second? And can we just let Mel hear how proud we are of
3: her and how awesome that she is? Yay!
4: There you go, Yay! Mel! Yay!
3: Yay! Yay! <laughs>
1: oh, amazing, amazing, amazing. All right, uh, we know that Mel loves to both give and to get presents. Uh, she's also extremely competitive, like don't ever play Dutch Blitz or boggle with her ever. Um, so she really wanted to do a game and she also loves to give away swag. So we're gonna play a little game. We're gonna allow you to win a book and a t-shirt, um, but we still want you to go buy a book. And um, at the, at, you have to answer two of these questions correctly. All right, so this is what you could win. Oh, sorry, I had this wrong. It's a mug and a book. We're going to win a mug and a book, um, which is perfect. Have a cup of coffee or tea, read your devotional. It's a great way to start out your day. Um, Here are the questions. Are you ready? You have to answer both of these correctly. So put your answers into the chat function and the first one to get it will win the book and the mug. Here are the two questions that you have to get right. First one, when Melinda says, always know at the end of every show, what does she want you to always know? And the second question that you need to get right is... What day did See, Hear, Love launch in 2017? Not, not necessarily the date, but what important day on the calendar did See, Hear, Love launch in 2017? You have to have both of those right. So put them both in one chat if you can.
0: Amber, I think somebody said on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that would be on brand, but no. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so Okay. Oh, we've so got a winner. We, did we Anne do Miranda. Anne, Mar-
1: Anne Miranda got it right. What? You get the mug in the book. Uh, and our team at See Here Love will make sure that that gets to you. And that's exciting. Congratulations. So the answers to those, of course, are always that you are seen and heard and deeply loved by God. And the answer to the second one is International Women's Day 2017. And that was a choice made by Melinda. Um, We also wanted to take some time to have some special messages, thank you all for playing on this game. Um, There are some very special people in Melinda's life who um, we just wanted to hear from about how they're feeling about today and watching this incredible milestone in Melinda's life. We have some co-hosts from See, Here Love, we have her husband, Uh, I'm going to say a few words, and then a dear friend and mentor, Laura Duick, is also going to say a few words. So let's start off with Chris, Mel's husband. And photographer and editor and handyman and sounding board for every single show.
5: Chris? Thanks Anne-Marie. Hi everyone, thanks for coming over. This is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really great to see everyone here. Um, so I have the unique opportunity to hold the one and only All Access Backstage Pass to See, Hear, Love. No one else has this pass and so I'm going to pull the curtain back a little bit and let you see what I have had the unique privilege to be a small part of, okay? Are you nervous?
0: I am nervous.
5: (laughs) So five-ish years ago, while in the throes of planning our wedding, there was something else brewing, Uh, an idea for a web show that would serve as a platform to amplify voices, provide a space to have deep and real conversations and highlight the intersection of life and faith in Jesus in a way that was accessible to everyone, anyone really, regardless of their background. And as this idea began to take form and shape, and with the incredibly enthusiastic reception after its launch on International Women's Day in March of 2017, it was apparent that this was something special. After six seasons, 207 shows, and an expansion to multiple platforms, this observation is a fact. But back to my all-access backstage pass. Now, while Melinda is quick to acknowledge the support of Crossroads and thank her amazing team of Kella, Becca, Paula, Cheryl, Joanne, Brooke, and rightfully so, as well as the production team, I'm and Calvin, everyone on the floor there, um, I'm here to brag on her. Melinda is the hardest working person I know. There are many late nights, many late nights, followed by early mornings, followed by more late nights, and yet she gets it done with poise, and excellence. Her commitment to bringing new voices to the conversation is unparalleled. She is always listening, seeking out interesting points of view that have not been heard or interesting points of view that are underrepresented. Melinda has intentionally fostered a culture of diversity and inclusion that is so needed in this season of division and controversy. She fearlessly tackles challenging conversations, provides space for dialogue, where many would rather remain silent. But above all, Melinda's commitment to wrestling with what it looks like to faithfully follow Jesus through this sometimes perilous landscape. It's inspiring to me and it's inspiring to so many others. What you see on the show is what I see all the time. All of this hard work, determination, and faithful following has resulted in more than a show. It's a community that represents the heart of God and what his kingdom can look like. And the publication of Always Know represents a broadening of this community, a solidification that puts physical resources of the collective wisdom and encouragement of Christ followers into the hands of potentially thousands of people, not just in Canada, but around the world, and to carry that all-important message that they are seen, they are heard, and they are deeply loved by God. And it is my deep honor to support Melinda, to cheer her on, to be a sounding board, and yes, to be the lighting guy when we shoot from home. Congratulations, I'm so proud of you. Oh, thanks, babe.
0: Thank you. Chris, that was so
1: nice. You know what, Mel, it is so beautiful in a time when people are looking for leadership that when you pull back the curtain and you get the all access pass, that what you see behind the scenes is even more beautiful than what you see in front. I love that, Chris, that was really nice. Um, Next, I want to invite Cheryl Nimbard. She is a co-host on See, Here Love, everybody knows that. And she's also a social advocate. I can't wait to hear from her. Hello.
6: Hey, um, am I echoing? That's my first question. Am I okay? Yeah. Everyone can hear me. Uh, it's just such a privilege and an honor to, to chat just for two minutes. Um, I was thinking about tonight and the impact of this book and the ministry of See Her Love and the words of Emile de Girardin came to mind. Uh, I actually read this a long time ago and it, and and it just suits it perfectly. It says that the power of words is immense. And a well-chosen word has often sufficed to stop a flying army. Wow. And that words can change defeat into victory and that the power of words can save an empire. Well, I don't know about you, but so many people I can say for myself feel like we have been in the battle of our lives in 2020. It has been a tough go for so many people across Canada. And I am so glad that this book is rising as a tool, as a, a weapon against darkness and sadness and, and depression and doubt and fear and anxiety and all the things that would hold uh, the women and the men of God prisoner. I believe in the power of words. And it's why I, I'm so privileged to be on uh, this incredible journey with Melinda. And what I love is that she understood quite in the beginning that this was so much bigger than herself. It was so much bigger than four people. It was so much bigger than a web series where we didn't know what we were doing and making 8,000. The, 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 uh, what do you call it? The uh, blooper reel was longer than the show sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad it was, it was bad. Um, but we understood that we were in service to something greater. And so it's been a privilege, and I think I'll end here. Um, we understand that there's power when women come together. And this is my prayer for any woman that is troubled, that, uh, that they'll understand that the collective is intentional and see her love, and that is that they are in the minds and hearts of God and God's people, that we are always thinking about them in our sitting down, in our going out. And we think about them in the big and small things. And whether they are in the kitchen preparing a meal or whether they are on the front lines, they matter. What mm-hmm. they say matters, who they are matters. Their calling is just as great as the woman to their right or to their left. And I thank God for the gospel. It is truly the great equalizer. And I pray that they will be uplifted and that they would know that joy is theirs and they only need to call on the name of our Lord and Savior right. and be encouraged. And so Melinda, thank you for the joy and the honor to be on this journey. And I pray that these words go beyond Canada. Can I say the globe? Can we shoot that far. Yeah, let's do it. Let's say the globe. There are women that need encouragement and men. And so we pray that this book just sails across the ocean.
1: Oh, Cheryl, one of the points that you I want to pick up on that you mentioned is what I love about uh, Always Know is that there is a story for everybody that everybody is represented in that book in those chapters. And in those words, everybody will be represented. And I think that that's really, really powerful. Uh, I want to bring on, Ask Joanna LaFleur to unmute herself. She's a co host on See Here Love, and she's also a Bible teacher on See Here Love. Joanna.
3: Now I feel like I should quote the Bible, but I'm not going to tonight. I, I'm quoting Vincent van Gogh because he's, as a fellow Dutchman, uh, he's just someone I love the work of. And, and he talked about great things are not done by impulse, but by a series of small things brought together. And I think that's exactly the story that we're telling tonight. Is And I hope that's an encouragement to everyone who's who's here and who will receive this book, is that it's not... Um, You know, all mountaintop experiences. It's not she decided to have a show and then it all happened magically. We're talking about years, decades, in fact, of your work, Mel, as you talk about from camps uh, as a young person. Uh, you know, going around speaking all the way to your, you know, previous show you were on, the media work you've done. There's so many steps that have brought you here. And like Van Gogh with like a brush stroke at a time, painting an entire picture when you step back. That's what we're starting to see now with this book. This book is a work of many, many brush strokes brought together into something stunning that moves people, that people after seeing it or after reading it will leave and think about. And that's my prayer for this book and and my reminder when I look at the the life, the sort of the story arc that you bring, Mel, that it's not um, I'm an overnight success and I'm glad for it because if it was, it would make the rest of us feel like we couldn't do it. Uh, but because it has taken a while to get to this place where we're celebrating tonight, it means that all of us can do it too. And that the men and women who are going to read this book, um, I hope that their dreams will be fanned into flame as well um, because you believe in them. Love you. Mel. I love that.
1: Oh, Joanna, that's beautiful. Then go one of my favorite masters, but what a great image many dress brush strokes when you stand back make like a beautiful image um Anne miranda who was a co-host on see here love coast to coast to coast the cross canada conversation series she's also a pastor in bc and lately the winner of the always know <laughs> giveaway on the book launch oh, so and great. can't wait to hear from you
4: Oh, what a joy! Honestly, to be celebrating this, Mel. I mean, we we met uh, basically a year ago when Mel was out here shooting a series for See Here Love, and I remember because all great conversations with women happen in the bathroom, right? Like in the. So we were having this conversation about how incredible um, the dream was, the dream is for Coast to Coast to Coast conversations. And Mel, I remember um, right in that moment, God gave me a word for you. And it was like that you were uh, like Moses and God was going to bring people around you to lift up your hands so that you wouldn't get tired as you were fighting on behalf of other people and really just wanting them to know the love of God and to see the tribe come around you is just glorious. And the Bible verse that I did have for you today is actually Psalm 133 where it says how good and pleasant it is when the brethren, when the family of God dwell together in unity, God commands his blessing. And I think that this book is an example of that. He's commanding his blessing through this spirit of unity that honestly, you carry, you carry this anointing of unity on you. And you're you're a gatherer. You're that person that brings people together because we trust you. And I think that's huge to trust another leader without really knowing each other, but just being connected in that like spirit, that spirit of Christ is a special gift. So you've been a gift to us. This book will be a gift to those whose hands get to touch it and read it, or if we ever have this Kindle version, whatever, they're going to read the book. And they're going to be blessed by it because it carries this anointing on it. So, so excited for you, friend, and we're celebrating with you and coming alongside. This tribe loves you very much and loves the vision of see here, love.
1: Mm. Thank you, Ann. I love that, Ann. That you picked up on that. That I love that (laughs) belief. never want to miss a gathering, has gathered together people from coast to coast to coast tonight who are there to celebrate because we love, love you so much. It is my turn to say something, and uh, I want to I go along that theme. Um, I first heard about Melinda. I heard about her around Crossroads, and just like 20 years ago to now, when you meet Melinda, she leaves an impression. Uh, And I knew of Melinda before I knew Melinda. And everybody would meet her and be like, who
7: are you? Who
1: are you? Um, When we finally did meet, there was a real kinship. We were two young women of color in Christian media, and there weren't a lot of us, either women or brown people. So we really bonded over that. Um, And we had similar goals and similar ambitions. And I can't even tell you the moment that we became friends, but it felt like our lives were suddenly in flow together. and there are times when I would shake my head and I would wonder, like, who are you? <laughs> um, you can tell a lot about a person, about a person by how they act in crisis. And I remember the day we were gathered together for a girlfriend's weekend away, and our friend Kathy hit the ground and was writhing and screaming in pain. She had broken her back, and our Melinda of the platforms and the Sharaski crystals and the like, bags and bags of luggage on a girl's weekend away, got on the floor the dirty, dusty floor, and she laid beside Kathy and she stroked her cheek and she told her it would be okay. And she stayed there through all the writhing and the agony and pain and, and was calm and present. And I remember shaking my head and thinking, wow, who are you? Um, when, our, when our friends get together, we all know that Mel can make an event or in a party out of anything, anywhere. And in fact, Melinda did that for me two times while I was on bed rest at Mount Sinai Hospital in Toronto while I was pregnant with triplets. And the first time, Melinda breezes in past the nurse's station, gets them to completely ignore the limits of people who are allowed in the maternity ward. She whisks me into a bathroom. I walk out, there are decorations and matching napkins and, paper, and bags of gifts and a guest book. And Melinda threw me a baby shower in the maternity ward at Mount Sinai Hospital. Not once, but twice. The second time that she did that, She again breezes past the nurse's station and within five minutes has them hustling around to find us a private room. So they found us a room that they used to put SARS patients in, which is completely disinfected. Uh, She decorates, she orders in Thai food. She even gets these stern nurses to turn a blind eye when some wine comes into the room. And she threw me a second baby shower. And I would sit back and I would shake my head and I would chuckle, really grateful you were on my team. And I'd say, who are you? Um, And like many of you, I have known Melinda through marriage and through divorce and the fear of rejection from a Christian community who wanted to look away and not see it. And Melinda said, no, you can see it. We are here and we are seen and we are heard and we are loved. And I watched her rebuild a show, a web show, when people in the industry were like, web what? Melinda would come to Bible study with flow charts and talk about portals and domains and if you know anything about Melinda you know she's incredibly intelligent she's a fast learner and she studied and she worked hard and my friend who used to spend more money on shoes than feeding herself is suddenly doing budgets and production codes and she creates this show and we all kind of sat back and went who are you? Um, I've also loved watching how much care you put into your friendships, Melinda, and you care about the details, whether it's name cards or matching napkins, you care, you're intentional, you will gather people together. All of us have benefited from that, especially during this time of pandemic. And we all have met one another at various times and love to we met because you gather really great people together. And we feel very lucky for that. Um, I have watched with great joy, your marriage to Chris, how his love has allowed you to feel safe enough to fulfill your dreams and I watched and wonder how you took on being a bonus parent. My friend who said she was never going to be a mom has loves passionately Nathan and Sophie and dreams, big dreams for them. And I
8: look at you and I say, who
1: are you? <laughs> you are willing to adapt and to change, uh, not because you want to, but because you are obedient. That is a huge inspiration to me. So I look at you now, my friend, as a wife and a producer and a host and now an author. And now you cook things from scratch and I say and post them on Instagram and I say who are you but uh, as I say that I think after around 20 years I figured it out you are seen you are heard and you are loved and I think you've always known that and that has always been your spark so congratulations my friend
0: thank you so much Emory it's beautiful thank you
9: I get to follow that. You get to follow. <laughs> and uh, Mel, it's so beautiful to be here. And uh Anne-Marie, it's so good to see you. And you guys have gone the deep, deep water personally. I so know that all. Yeah, Mel is about girlfriends. And I'm privileged to count myself one of her dear friends as well. And Mel, this is amazing. And Chris, this is amazing. I happen to know that Chris is a bit of a secret weapon for Mel because we sometimes talked about scripting and she would say, and Chris told me this and Chris told me that. And so Chris, we got two for one on you, I'm sure. <laughs> so we, and thank you for your wonderful words for Mel. I, uh, I, I think I've really picked up something just listening to your, your friends and fans tonight, Mel. And it helps me understand this word, see, hear, love in a special way, because I want to touch on a point when um, Mel and I weren't in an employer-employee relationship. We were just friends. And Mel has... an opportunity she could have crossed any time into making much more money, into having um, a very different kind of publicity basket and being in a very different type of uh, consulting business. And as Mel and I were processing some career opportunities that were on her plate, I, I asked her, you need to really think if you can live without being able to share Jesus Christ publicly. And that was a really big moment uh, for Mel as she wrestled with, she wanted Jesus to be seen, heard and loved by people. And she knew that would require a really deliberate career path. And Mel, we salute you. You are one of those women from Matthew nine, where Jesus looked out over the fields and he said, pray for workers to the harvest. And we, your friends need to pray for you because you are in that work of letting Jesus be seen, heard and loved. Uh, we all know that that's not an open door in every place. And so determined women like you need to create a place for that. So thank you for doing it. Thank you for now putting it in a book. Awesome. We're so excited for you.
0: Thank you so, oh. much, Lorna. Thank you. That means that means a lot. If I can just say the summary. Yes. Many of you, you might know or not, but you know the reason why I'm here at Crossroads and doing what I do has a lot to do with Lorna. Um, that's why I'm so about women supporting and championing other women because I I received that from Lorna. Lorna was, has for 20 years been a champion of me got me into media when I wasn't in a good place, saw, saw the potential in me. And uh, you know, Lord, I, 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 know I say this all the time, but I'm so grateful for you to see what I could become to see the potential in me. And I think that has really been foundational for me in what I, when I go out and I'm looking at guests and writers, it's like, I want to see these people and give them a platform and give them opportunity and, and let them like rise and thrive. And so thank you for that. Honestly, what you modeled to me is what I hope to model uh, to many young women and other women in Canada. So thank you.
9: Absolutely. Oh,
1: mentors are so, my dog agrees. I'm sorry if you can't hear that. Uh, mentors are so important. And I know Mel that as you continue to pour out to other people, you need people to pour into you with wisdom and integrity. And I know that Laura has always, always been that special voice for you. So it's really great to have everybody speak and to share tonight. Uh, I wanna get to the contributors in the book. Wait, I just wanna make sure that I'm not stepping out of order, hang on. (laughs) I just put down my papers. Yes, okay, we wanna hear from our contributors tonight in the book. So Mel selected 50 people to share their stories, evidence of how they were always loved. Seven of them are here tonight. Uh, one from each chapter. So we're going to invite them to share briefly a little bit, just a teaser of what is in the book. Um, But we thought it'd be really special for you to be able to see the person and hear their voice as after you get the book tonight, uh, you will be able to put a name to a face or face to a name. So first of all, Heather Smythe, she is describes herself as a wife, a mother, a teacher. I love this. An avid knitter. That's important. uh, And a two-time cancer survivor. She's the author of The Master Craftsman from Chapter One, uh, knowing you are loved
10: and valued wow. by God. Heather. Hi, everyone. Thank you. In 2017, my husband, Jeff, and I were invited to the See, Here Love set and to share my cancer story over two episodes. During my first episode, I talk about my diagnosis of leukemia at the age of 24, my bone marrow transplant in 2009, and my love for knitting. We also spend a lot of time unpacking the promise of God's faithfulness found in Philippians 1, verse 6. In our second episode, Jeff shared that while we were surprised at every new diagnosis and suggested treatment plan, that God was not surprised at all. He saw, he knew, and he had been preparing us all along for whatever came next. Understanding God's faithfulness was an important lesson for us to learn, because if we were surprised before, we were blindsided two years later when I was given a second diagnosis of esophageal cancer, and it didn't look good. As the bad news kept coming, it was necessary to cling to God's promises, to remind ourselves of God's goodness, and to remember God's past faithfulness. With great joy and thanksgiving to God, my current health status is NED, no evidence of disease. My contribution to the book, Always Know, doesn't address my cancer story directly, but you can be sure that the image of God as the master craftsman was given to me in the middle of my darkest days, and has become an anchor for me both then and now. As a woman who loves to knit, God came close and spoke to me in a language I understood. He assured me that as the one who knit me together in my mother's womb, that he could be trusted with all the unraveling stitches in my life. My hope and my prayer is that readers will encounter God's personal faithfulness in the very middle of their everyday ordinary lives and find the courage to carry on. Dear reader, be assured that the unraveling is not the end. The master craftsman is at work and he is faithful to complete his good work in you. Wow.
1: Heather, that was phenomenal. I love the reminder that God speaks to us in the simple things that are important to us. And that's where we hear him. That was a beautiful, beautiful reminder. Um, Our next contributor is Naluca. You have to forgive me. I lost one sheet of paper because my um, dog took off with it.
0: So, (laughs) he strikes again. Do you want me to do it? Do you have it? I might. One second, Mel.
1: I'm so sorry. I had it right in front of me.
0: Yeah, you can do number two for me. That would be I'm great. It's one piece of the page that I'm missing. And <laughs> am Naluka Williams-Johnson. Um, she works with youth at risk, homeless populations and Indigenous groups. Uh, Naluka is the author of My Calling and Purpose is Greater Than Myself, which is in chapter two of the book called Living an Open Handed Life. Naluka. Thank you, Mel. I wrote this
11: blog to encourage others to take steps in their faith and finding their calling and their purpose. In my blog, I shared my personal journey and my experiences. There were many, many life challenges along the way and similar to Heather, I also battled with cancer and I faced many hardships. For me, God didn't show me the big picture right away. He simply showed me the next step. He taught me to pay attention to what I love doing and to recognize what really energized me. God moved me at a very young age by the need of those struggling with homelessness. I then pursued a career working with those who were street involved and opened up my home to use the need, and that's how my journey began. In seeing a need, I was able to put my hands to what I loved to do. After years of pursuing my calling, God led me to set up a nonprofit, Genesis Village of Hope, which I never foresaw, I never foresaw it happening. Um, This calling was driven by my desire to provide young people with a home and a family atmosphere. And now in my journey, I'm learning the role of how to be a developer and what that looks like. God's purpose was revealed as I took those tiny steps forward. And I hope that this blog encourages all of you to take time to be still in his presence. He reveals so much during these moments. And for me, he revealed that my calling is so much greater than myself. His word comes alive in stillness, as it did for me with Isaiah 58, verse 6, which states, Is this not the fast I've chosen? Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are outcast to thy house? So for those listening in, may your purpose and your calling be revealed as you spend time in his presence. And I encourage all of you to take that one step forward. And Melinda, I want you to know you are such an inspiration to me. And I know we will be encouraged by the blogs written and always know. And I myself look forward to gifting it to those I love. Thank you and God bless you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're back on track, now. Thanks so much. Um, Camille Aguila is a marketing manager at Crossroads. She's a worship leader and professional photographer. And she wrote Turning Ashes into Beauty. That's in chapter three called Overcoming Shame and Finding Hope. Camille.
8: Hey, so um, it's incredible to be a part of this. Um, I worked with Melinda um, just from like beginning to the end of this book. And we had like what Chris was saying, many, many late nights just talking about it. Even um just picking the paper um, down to like what the website would look like, um, we really poured our heart out for this. So seeing it um, being s- supported by so many great people around her life is just really heartwarming. Um, so I actually have known um, Melinda's show See her Love even before coming to crossroads. Um, I came with a very um, heavy experience coming into crossroads, so, for me, it's been difficult to share my personal struggles and we world quick to speak before listening, so quick to judge before knowing the, the truth and so quick to anger. And um, See Her Love was highly recommended to me by my Christian therapist. And I watched her episodes and I felt like I wasn't alone and that my struggles are not unique, that I'm actually seeing her, not love. And, and um, starting our crossroads and just being with the people and being with Melinda, it really changed my perspective of how, Um, God loves us and um, when I came as a guest on the show I felt like God was really opening up many doors of conversations that were initially shut on me and I was giving the platform to yeah be actually seen be actually heard and be actually loved and that was something that I was very deprived of from my um, old community so all the hurts all the pains and a harsh treatment that I was treated in it was slowly being healed And Senior Love allowed me to speak about the struggles that are not very um, easy to speak in other communities. And um, it really allowed me to have a platform to share my struggles, to share my experiences, but also to encourage other people um, that their story is not over. And to quote Melinda, today is not your forever. And um, for me, that was very, that was a confirmation that God loves me, and not just me, but all the people who are also part of this book and all the production of CR 11 crossers and all the audiences. So um, our hope um, in this book is to serve as an inspiration to many others who are struggling and for them to not lose hope and to be an encouragement to a lot of people, that no matter what color you have and what... Um, gender you have that God loves you and that He can turn ashes into beauty.
0: Mm.
1: Oh, I love that. Camille, that is exactly, I loved hearing your words because it's exactly the hope and the vision that Mel had expressed that she wanted to see, her love to be. I'm so glad that your story's in the book. Um, and next, I want to invite Frances Kim to come. She's a second-generation Korean-Canadian leader and director of Envision. She authored an honest conversation about choosing joy, that's in Chapter 4, Choosing Joy and Freedom.
12: Yes, thank you. Hi, everybody. It's so great to be here with you. It is a bit of a reunion. I see some points of connect. Um, so my actual uh, episode was somewhat broadcasted already. I wanted to thank Mark and Laura this morning for featuring that on 100 Huntley. Um, but I just have to say that I echo so much of what people have already shared. It was actually in my lowest of lows <laughs> that the Here Love came into the picture and saying yes to one coast-to-coast show then led to this opportunity. And so I'm so grateful, um, really, really grateful. And this is such an inspiring community. So thank you. Um, I don't normally broadcast my lowest moments publicly, and I didn't even have a public social media account at all until I, I met Melinda and was gently challenged and encouraged to do so. Uh, and so really 2020 started like any other year and literally one by one, every sphere of my life just came crashing down. And so that was kind of the backdrop for how this chapter came to be. Um, I experienced, you know, um, in the hardship, a real mess, n- n- like a, key learning moment of who is it that i'm going to need to really pull me what is community all about if when i'm at my lowest i can't reach out and see and and receive the help that i need and so i reached out to my first psychotherapist and started seeing a spiritual director continually and and i realized the power of spiritual community even beyond sometimes uh, the local church part of my segment also um, kind of uncovers my second generation Korean, Canadian identity uh, in a way. And so juggling the multiple roles of granddaughter and daughter and wife and mom all at once every single day and how the key to actually navigating that well is to understand how honor interplays with joy. And so I speak to that a little bit. And um, to conclude, I think the one takeaway that I would hope um, even to continue the conversation after this is to recognize kind of the broader meta-narrative of what God is doing, you know, in this day and age, what he has done in the past and what he will do in the future, and putting our lives and our moments of hardship and deep pain in light of those things, and almost like a gravitational pull, uh, pull us upward to gaze back once again at him and to find our identity and strength in him. So... Thank you for um, yeah, just being a part of this, and I, I'm kind of bewildered
1: actually. So I'll stop talking now. <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> Francis, that was great, and I, again, I'm so happy that the contributors, some of the contributors, were invited to come on tonight because I love knowing and seeing people's faces. I don't, I'm going to read your entries uh, in Always Know. Next up is Holly Taylor. She's a podcast and radio host. Uh, the podcast is called In Good Company, and she's the founder of Ten Sixteen Entertainment. She wrote Take Courage, and that's in Chapter Five, called Being Brave. Holly.
13: Hi! Oh my goodness, it's so exciting to be on this call. There's so many beautiful faces, and honestly, it's just an honor to be included in this. And so ironic because uh, I'm in Chapter Five. It's called Be Brave. The blog is called Take Courage, and I was on Episode One Thirty Three. And for me even to say yes to anything in TV takes courage. <laughs> so it's just so ironic that uh, Melinda would call me up and say, you're going to be on the episode. We're talking about this. And I just feel so privileged to be a part of this, this book that I know is really going to impact people uh, in such a positive way. And so for me, fear has always been a part of my life. Um, Some of my first memories were memories where I was afraid, and uh, my grandmother would always pray over me, and she gave me Joshua 1:9, which I know we all know, for have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And when I was younger, I'm like, that's nice, Graham, um, and it kind of just was words but, as I grew up, as I went to college, as I you know got married as I became a mom, there were so elements in my so many elements in my life that just really it's those choices where you're like, "Do I do this, and am I doing this because I'm afraid not to do something else? Am I doing this because I'm afraid of something else? And so it really challenged me that verse to really think about why you're making the decisions that you're making and sometimes we let fear guide our decisions. And when that happens, we miss being able to really walk in God's purpose for us. And so as of late, I've had to make some pretty big life decisions where um, God and I had some great conversations and I really had to put aside the fear. Um, Sometimes we dress that up as, oh, well, I'm going to follow God's purpose for my life, but really we're just using God as an excuse. And so um, it's important to have discernment and to have a good group of people around you that will help call you out on these things and a great support system that will say, I think you might be making that decision in fear. What would God say? And to have people like that speak into your life. And so um, I just really hope that when people read my chapter, that they are encouraged Um, For me, praying and and diving into the word really resonated with the idea of he saw me, he heard me, even if I didn't think he was, and he has always, always loved me. And so I hope that it really encourages people just to move ahead, even if they are afraid, uh, and not to surrender to that moment of fear and be frozen, but to keep on pursuing God's passion for their life.
1: Such good encouragement, Holly, thank you so much. I just want to remind everybody um, that uh, after we hear from the rest of the contributors, um, it is Melinda's deepest heart that we have a dance party. This is very (laughs) important to her. And so there is one on the books. It is going to happen. It is very short. Um, she, she has some specifics in mind of what she's looking for and I'm going to let her judge that um, and then we'll close in prayer and then just a reminder to everybody around 8.15 we're going to do the after party a live Q&A afterwards you can interact with Mel ask her the questions that you want um, but before we do that I want to bring in Raquel Brown she's the founder Empower and Equip she's a speaker and a parent coach she's the author of These Beautiful Differences Found in Chapter 6 oh I love this one this is a good one Loving My Neighbor we all need to be challenged to do that these days
14: good evening everybody melinda congratulations and as i said when we had our smaller meeting it is just a testimony and a testament to your character that you did not do this by yourself but that you gathered different women to be a part of what god is doing in your life and i am so honored to be a part of this tonight i actually started watching see Here love because my friend Cheryl Nemhard was on the show and i was like all right let me let me check this out and see what's going on and then like every week my daughter would hear the theme song you are seen you know i can't sing that's not my ministry i'll just stay in my lane but thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this amazing amazing evening and i agree I think 250 is too small. I'm thinking like 250 and add a couple more zeros at the end. This book is going to go global and it's going to change and impact lives. So, the book of Matthew, chapter twenty-two, thirty-seven, 37, asks us to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, and then love your neighbor as yourself. And in my contribution to this book, I talked about um, these beautiful differences. And what I, what I wanna leave you with tonight is this idea of loving your neighbor like yourself means you have to love yourself first. And in the context of see, hear, love, it means you need to see and understand that exactly how God made you, the color of your skin, the texture of your hair, where you come from is exactly what he intended. So you need to see that and you also need to to know that God has a plan for you in the skin that you're in. In my entry, I talked a little bit about um, the struggles that I had um, because our, our episode actually aired right in the heart of racial unrest and right in the heart of, of this, this explosion of anti-black racism. And, and I started to think about who I was and I started to wonder, am I able to bring my complete self? to every space that I go into. And Melinda provided me a platform to speak and then to write about that. So you gotta see that God created you exactly how you are. You've gotta know that your cultural background matters. And each one of us represent one little piece of a beautiful mosaic that is an exact representation of the kingdom of God. And then you need to know that you are loved. And once you're able to do those three things for yourself, then you're going to be able to love others. Then that love that you have for yourself is going to permeate through everything you say and do and people will be able to see the love of God in you. So my prayer is that as you read the words of these different blog entries that God will reaffirm in your spirit and in your soul that you are seen and you are heard and you are loved. Melinda, congratulations. Um, It's been great being on this journey with you and I can't wait to see where, you say you'd have girlfriends, so I like consider you a part of that girlfriend crew now, right, so we should be drinking coffee together, I'm expecting that, you know. So God bless you and enjoy the rest of the evening.
10: Thank
1: you so much, Raquel, that was so great. Uh, I loved everything you had to say. You know what else I love? Your background. Feel free to come to my home office any day and set deck for me. I love it so much. We're going to wrap up our contributor portion of the evening with Sue Wigson. She is the CEO of Give Some and the Executive Vice President of Strategic Growth at Eagle Flight. She's the author of Critical Questions. Oh, so good. Critical Questions Leaders Should Ask. That's in Chapter 7, of one that was really important to Mel called Leading Wealth.
7: Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. You know, sometimes it, it is honestly still shocking in my core sometimes when I'm considered to talk about leadership because I actually was a girl who quit university with a paralyzing fear of public speaking and terrified of teenagers and I became an accountant. And I'm also the girl with no career aspirations who kept getting promoted and I ended up in this role of leadership and I accept the fact that leadership is a privilege and it's not something that I ever earned because I was good at my functional responsibilities, but it is a responsibility that I carry to truly bring out the best in people. You know, I often ask people to think about the best leader they've ever worked for and they think about that person and they think about what they were able to contribute. And then I ask them about sometimes some of the challenging leaders that they've worked for. And I see the hurt and I see what that brings. And I always aspired to wanna be the best leader. And then we hit a pandemic And I I would say myself and every other leader I knew, we ended up with the world turning on its head and all of a sudden we didn't have any answers. And so my blog, blog post was really about leadership being an intentional act of the will, that I just had to wake up one day and I had to give myself the freedom to say, you do not have the answers. You don't know what to do. Neither does anybody. And you need to make some really strong choices. And, you know, I re- what I really realized was it, is, it was really all about the people. It wasn't about, you know, how is their time management? What are they doing while they're working at home? And are they, you know, delivering on their forecasts and their goals? But it was just about checking in and saying, are you okay? And then I also realized that I don't think I'm okay. And that was a huge thing as a leader for me to to deal with and to realize that, you um, you know, this is really the takeaway is that, you know what, sometimes as a leader, we need to just um, take care of ourselves and we need to just step back and I'll borrow this from my friend, but we need to ask our, or just remind ourselves that we are seen, we are heard, and we are truly loved by God. And I believe that when we do that, we're able to look at the people we lead and we are able to help them be seen, help them be heard. And I am just praying, no matter whether we work in Christian ministry or not, that they are truly loved by God. And what, I believe to be true is that when we're okay, and our people are okay, that the results will follow, and we don't even need to worry about that. So that really was what my blog post was about. My takeaway is you're not alone. And and take care of yourself. Take care of your people. Mm,
1: good. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to read this book. And now I'm going to remind you again, how you can pick up the book. You can uh, just a reminder at the end of um, thank you again to all of the contributors. I am so excited to read and to learn more from not only each of you, but from all of the rest of the contributors. I love that it's diverse voices. I love that it is women with experience and uh, with depth and thoughtfulness and uh, you know, strong faith and, insight i love all of that so um as promised i'm going to tell you how you can get the book so you can either go to see alwaysno always know or at the end of this book launch which is coming up in about five minutes from now you're going to receive an email as soon as you sign off and it will have a link please click on for a minimum 25 dollars donation you will receive a copy of see here love um also as promised this you know this is very melinda how we're going to close this off we're going to do a dance party and then we're going to pray because in Melinda's world, you can do all of it. <laughs> so, um, Mel, do you want to come on with me oh. and tell let everybody know yes. a why it was important to you to do a dance party? Yes, yes, uh, <laughs> and what you're looking for.
0: Yes, Amory, thank you so much. And you know, um, I've been reading some of the chats you guys were sending. You were sending through. Man, oh man, the people were crying. They shouldn't have worn makeup. <laughs> um, there was a lot of emotion, and I will say. Uh, what Raquel, you know, as you said, you know, this is the body of Christ, the kingdom of God, that we are to love ourselves and love others well. And I think that's the most attractive thing uh, that we can do and be to, to point people to Jesus. I, I love Jesus. That's the whole what Lorna said. That's the whole purpose of what I do, that it's pointing people to Jesus. Jesus. And so. You know, I hope that you get that. I hope that in these chapters, that when you read it, you'll get that, that all of these blogs are brave. There are some really deep, deep, open, authentic, fragile, sacred stories in this book. Some of the stories aren't easy to read. Some of these stories are insights. Some of the stories are advice and wisdom from experiences and... I am so honored that all of you who are here, who are contributors, the 50 people that shared, allowed and gave these stories to be told. I take that as an honor and a privilege. I, I want you to know that it, is, it really is a sacred honor and privilege to take your words and bring them to the world. And so that's my heart. I want you to know that. I pray that we will as Crossroads and See, here, Love thoughtfully and diligently and humbly present this book uh, to so many people that it's not for our gain in any way or celebrity or popularity, but this really is the calling of God to share these stories to the world so people will know they are seen, heard, and loved. People will know that they're not alone and that there will be deep-rooted transformation in people's lives. That's my hope and prayer. So if I can leave it, that's my prayer request. And yes, Anne Marie, there always has to be prayer and Jesus and dancing because I believe D- Jesus loved to dance. Listen, I've had kind of talks with him sometimes and I'm like the, the wedding, Cana, you know, you're partying. I know that he he loved to party, which means dancing. That's my interpretation of scripture. And so I'm just going right in there. I'm just gonna follow him as we dance. So here's what I'm looking for. We're looking for the craziest <laughs> dance move. You are going to get a book and a t shirt, Becca. Show them. This is really great. So, for the best creative dance move, you will get this. Doo, 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 doo. Woo! There's our friend. Oh, I Misha. love these shirts, Mel. I know. There's our friend Misha. You're going to get a See Here Love t shirt and an Always No Book. And uh, the team is going to look and um, see who's got the best dance move. So, we've got a, one of my favorite dance songs from the 90s. It's not a worship song, everybody. So just get that out of your head. It's an actual dance song, one of my favorites. And you're going to just, whatever move, I mean, there's back in the corner, whatever move, we're going to do a quick scan. It's like a 15-second. Go, 15 cream. seconds. There's no judgment here. I may be recording, but this is, I promise you, this is not going public. This will be a private moment with friends. When have you, when have you had a dance in a pandemic? Here's your time. So- Here we go. I'm gonna get ready to check best dance moves. I even brought, like, I mean, I got my boa. Um, I mean, I'm not kidding. I'm ready to go. And we're gonna put the music on Becca. Amory, check. Kelly, Becca. We're all checking to see who has got the best dance moves. In 30 seconds, we're gonna check. And we're gonna now- Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate dance. All right, Becca, let's go. Here we go. Get ready, everybody. Woo! Woo look at Florida. (laughs)
1: Like it, Heather is being, doing awesome.
0: Oh, Raquel. Yeah, Peter Marsh is doing Francis is like spinning in, in her carla. chair. We
1: look have no music, but we're still dancing, and, and I love and it so look much.
0: Carol's getting down. Somebody just fell off the chair. Alana. And Ruth and Paulette's getting down. Oh, oh, that was it? I was just getting started, Becca. All right. Well, Wow, that was! Whew, I'm out of breath. I don't know what happened there. She this in her chair. She's okay, like, there was too much goodness there. I don't even know how to pick, but I will say, I think I have to do it. The winner of the best dance move that I saw making it happen, Jonathan Puddle. Jonathan, where are you? He was doing some weird thing on the chair, and then he was falling off the chair and. I don't know what was happening, but Carla was good too. So, I mean, you know what we might have to do is a always know dance party in the next month. Invite your friends and we might have that, we'll see. So, all right. Thank you guys for participating. That made my night. I was uh, hoping people would dance. So Jonathan, you get a t-shirt and a book. Um, We'll let you know. And just know that is one of my favorite dance songs by CC, what is it? Music. CNC
1: Music Factory. All right. Come on, Electric Circus Girl. All right. Um, <laughs> that's a story for another book launch. Um, we're going to end this night the way that we started it, and that is with some prayer. So I'd like to invite the CEO of the organization that produces See, Here Love, Crossroads Christian Communications, and the CEO of Yes TV, Kevin Shepard, to lead us out in prayer. Kevin.
15: Hey, thanks so much. And I am going to pray in a second because I know that that's what I'm supposed to do. But a couple of things really quickly, I just I feel like it's important to do. One is, to say, Melinda, God created fun. And so you are the epitome <laughs> of fun, and you always bring fun and energy. And so I just want to uh, give you credit to that. And I also think it's important before we go any further, to just say, Anne-Marie, you did an incredible job tonight. Like, I don't know if I've heard emceeing like that. You're so really good. And I just thought it was important for us to just honor you and say thank you so much for for that, And then quickly before I pray as well, this was so much more than just friends and supporters getting together to, to, to you know, celebrate a significant accomplishment. Uh, this was an hour where the presence of God was speaking. And God was reminding us and inspiring us and challenging us to be all that he's created us to be, to be who he sees us as. And he's called us to be. And I just want to say, I feel like there's hope for the body of Christ (laughs) as we continue to see one another like this and hear one another and love one another the way that God's called us to. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, our hearts are full. We're so thankful. And we give you praise. You deserve all the glory and all the honor. We thank you for the accomplishment that this is, the significance that this moment means. We also thank you for the late nights, the sleepless moments. We even thank you, God, for the challenges that each contributor has walked through because through those you have proved yourself faithful. You have shown your strength, your love, your grace, your goodness. And given the opportunity, the the strength, the wisdom and the words to inspire other people to see and know your incredible love and grace for all of us. Lord, we agree together in faith for this ministry to multiply to beyond our imaginations beyond what we can ask or imagine according to your power that's at work within us we pray your glory will be seen in the church throughout all generations forever and ever in jesus name we pray amen amen Amen.
1: so so great. great Oh. Um, I want, Mel, do you want to thank everybody for coming or I can close out?
0: I'll thank you then you can close, but I just want to thank okay. what, what, um, Kevin said, thank you, Emery, so much. Um, it, you know, Anne-Marie also hosted our wedding, Chris and I, and amazing, anne um, thank you for being such a great friend to me and being there for a long time through many things. It, It takes trust and commitment, and I'm so thankful for your love and our friendship. So thank you for for doing this. Thank you to all the people who shared, um, the endorsers and the um, contributors. I see people coming on a little later. Kevin Kirk is here, who Tyndale University has been a sponsor of See Her Love right from the beginning. And Kevin was the the person that really made that happen. So Kevin, thank you so much for being on. Um, Jen, uh, from Word Life Press, I see you there, thank you. We work many late hours. Uh, when you hold the book, you will tell that the paper is rough and organic that fits the branch on it. You will notice the color is not a pure white and not a gray because we had to choose the exact color. You will notice the font, every little exact detail from everything. Uh, Jen and I would sit and look it over hours to ensure that when you held the book it wasn't just the words but the experience of holding it would be beautiful for you i'm not kidding but the time and love that it took to be in so much love to the see here love team and i wanted to say something really cool at eight o'clock tonight see here love and the book along with camille and i are featured on omni filipino across toronto vancouver and the philippines they are not a christian station Thanks to Camille, they wanted to interview two Filipino women who were doing great things in Canada. And one of the greatest questions I've been ever asked yet in an interview, the interviewer said to me, will this book connect with non-Christians and non-Catholics? what's your answer, Melinda? And I'm like, yes, it will. And I just let it have it. And I mean, that's the kind of opportunity that I hope that you'll pray for, that this book will extend out of Christian world and Christendom, but this book, like the contributor said, would kind of be that what Cheryl Nemhart said would be sort of this light and encouragement in a really hard year. And so pray for those opportunities that this book goes into other places, not just in Christian circles, but beyond I've been also asked quickly hashtags uh, because I know some people um, are already starting to share the book. Thank you so much for all the people who have shared on social already. Uh, hashtag always no book, hashtag see, here love uh, would be great. And again, like what Emory said, right after this, there's a, an email going out with everything that you need uh, that will answer all your questions on how you can be a part of the book. But again, thank you so much. Uh, for coming. I I really love you all and would continue uh, to appreciate your prayers. So, Amory, you can close up. Thank you, everybody. All right.
1: Melinda, so great to hear from you and so great to see some familiar faces uh, and faces of people I have yet to meet because it's Melinda. So at some point I'm going to meet you and I'm going to like you, uh, which is so great. I want to let everybody who needs to go to say goodbye. And again, it was so meaningful to have everybody here who has been part of uh, this journey for Melinda. If you want to stick around for about another 15 minutes, we're going to do an after party and give you a chance to uh, ask a question of Mel and you know let her know uh, how you feel about tonight and about where she is tonight. But if you do have to go, um, have a good night, everybody. Thank you so much. And Mel, congratulations, my friend.